The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, super fly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props? Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Do we have a click track? It starts with one. You can add a click track if you want to. Oh, that's dope, dude. Here you go. Click track. Through the whole episode, we're gonna be on beat every I single time. I definitely want to Let's listen to that. Talk for an like hour this all the time. Let's do it. <laughs> the audience can't hear the click track. Yeah. That's only that sucks. Sense. We should just have it. All this episode a- of the Whiskey Reel is directed by David Mamet. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, did he have act? Did they actually run click tracks? During I the don't. Think I believe ever- it's pronounced Mame. Oh, is it Mame? Yeah. Yeah. He's going front. Are you guys Mamet? Are you Mamet guys? Uh, I like a lot of his stuff, but I'm not saying I'm a nerd. Of his. I don't think I'm a nerd, but yeah. Which I is love weird, because you're, you're a theater guy, so yeah. Mammoth to us. We never did. Uh, Catholic school, dude. We never was, did a fucking Mammoth play. Well, we did Glengarry, but like a Mammoth to House us. House of Games, Glengarry. Um, and I'm gonna fr- I'm more like a Shanley guy he who did was some kind of Mammoth's too, right? protege. Right, right. John Patrick Shanley was more of a protege of Mammoth. He did some way out shit. But he was more like abstract Mammoth. Mammoth was pretty much... Straightforward conceptually, it mm. was just his. Uh, it was the iambic pentameter. Yeah. Um, very, very Shakespearean in his um, how he sews together. That's what made him so attractive to actors. Yeah. Because you knew you were just going to get the baller dialogue, even though the the subject matter might be super vanilla. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, it's just I, about I a bunch like selling of guys, bad real estate, right? Yeah. A bunch of guys in a room, right? But I think we've talked about it before. So tight, but man. Val Kilmer in. Spartan, Spartan. Mm-hmm. That's one of the movies I was going to um, mention. That he, it was just a, it was just a screenplay. He didn't adapt. That wasn't an ad- right, adaptation right, of what it was right. And I'm blown away by that movie. It's really good. And and none and of the movie, the, the storyline's not that special Mm-mm. or anything like that. But and it's the, the dialogue. dialogue is Mam- fucking Mammoth's insane. never. Mammoth is never going to blow you away on paper. Like he goes, guys, I got this great idea for a screenplay. Right. Six old guys in a room talking about real estate. Oh, awesome. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. Wait, oh, wait. We yeah. mentioned knives. Yeah. Can one of them be Alan Arkin? Yeah. (laughs) Can we really pump this up by getting Alan Arkin? Uh, I just like his energy. You know, I'm trying to capture the millennials. I fucking love Alan Arkin, by the way. You love Alan Arkin. Of course you do. Uh, Did he do, uh, did he write the screenplay for Heist, too? The one with Gene Hackman? The one with Gene Hackman. Danny DeVito and and Delroy Lindo. Uh, Sam Rockwell. And And Sam fucking Rockwell. One of his first performances as a complete douche. And he was a douche. Heist. But that's a really good movie. It's a it's really movie. Yeah. Hi, it's Hackman. Oh, man. It. Everybody's going to always talk Duvall and, you know, mm-hmm. all these characters, Salt of the Earth. We all forget Hackman. about Hackman. Hackman, brother. He's easy to forget. French Connection. Um, yep. French Go Connection. Fuck Fucking Superman, dude. That guy is Lex Luthor. Everybody, like, that's, you know, he that's embodies honestly, Lex Luthor. If you were to probably ask Gene Hackman what his favorite roles are, I'm wondering where that role would land. Well, and him. his, yeah. Uh, Bill and Unforgiven, I think. 
Oh, yeah, kind of goes without saying. Oh, fuck. That's I mean, his, my favorite's that. Royal Tenenbaum. And it, oh, he's amazing in Tenenbaum. Yeah. That, yeah. He's just the for most sure. perfect prick, but you still feel for him somehow. The whole Wes movie. Anderson Didn't, could use a little more mammoth vibe. Yeah, maybe yeah, tie some shit together. He's a little on his own. Well, he's yeah, the opposite of verbose. He's very, very efficient with like, "Hi, I'm here and I'm upset." I don't even know yeah. if it's efficiency. I just think it's it's it. Sometimes it feels hipster for hipster's sake. It does. Mm-hmm. It feels visually like, oh, you're just twee. That's what they call it, right? Twee, twee. Like, that, that's that's the word that comes up a lot. So twee, bro. So twee. twee. Oh my god, <laughs> just say if I get that one about the hotel, the and hotel, Budapest. the hotel. <laughs> Fucking Willem Dafoe lost like all his fingers. <laughs> it was amazing, my Oh my god. <laughs> so bad. Well, it's um, Sunday. It's Sunday, boys. You know what that means? Hey, boys. Football. Give your nuts a tug. Um, we have we have just watched the Chiefs do exactly what we thought they were going to do. Yeah, um, win by attrition and yeah, just be and, better. And good on Vrabel. Good on Tannehill. Good on Henry. Good on the the Titans. What a year for starting Amazing. off two and four. Mm-hmm. My God. Um, and they actually that first half of that game was hyper. It was, you know, the first quarter I was like, yeah, and then immediately near the half, I was like, okay, the tides yeah, have turned. Here we go. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You just wait for those guys to turn it on, but it looks like it's going to be chiefs and somebody. Chiefs and somebody. Chiefs, sure. and, chiefs somebody. and Niners. Yeah. Probably chiefs and Niners. <laughs> More I than mean, likely. Yes. Any, anything can happen. Well, by the not, time you we're hear not this, prognosticators. Aaron, you say who you, who, who won and I'll just put it in me going Niners. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a bad overdub. <laughs> well, and it probably will be, which it should be. It's two best teams in foosball. Yep. Um, that, so why not? Right. A grizzle, my nizzle. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> are we recording? We've been recording for four minutes and fucking a seconds. welcome back. Well, that was solid content. To the real? It was. To real. I was bored listening to, to it. I was bored <laughs> saying it, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the real, y'all. Um, we've been, uh, Bobby and I, Mr. Van Noyes and I have been spending the day watching a little foosball. Sean was working. We're all here together again uh, doing this damn thing. Uh, happy to be back. It's cold as balls. Yep. Um, because we live in Heavens. the worst place ever. In the world, um, Jesus, dude, I like Durango. So Calm down. <laughs> uh, I just, I yearn for for sunshine and, and brightness and vitamin D. Unlike the skids, <laughs> the skids don't. The get skids don't well, get. Aaron and I D. were at Jabo's and we both had this moment because some commercial came on. It was about a snowboarder taking a selfie or some shit. <laughs> oh, the slow fees where they sh- yeah. the face shot slow. That's fees. not a real word. And we both they just, made. It I up. think we both hit it at the same. Like, why the fuck do either one of us live here? And <laughs> a, a, we, a, neither a, one of us do that. I don't do that young either. lady actually interject with something salient. However, she was fucking housed. housed. She brought up a very good point is why do we live here? We don't snowboard. We don't do any of this shit. And she goes, yeah, but Durango's more of a drinking town, really. And <laughs> then Bobby the and I went, okay. That's that's why we're here. It Understood. is a town that allows, like, nobody looks down. You, when you go out to get shit housed at brunch on Sunday, you're surrounded by skids, hicks, fucking Shirt lawyers, uh, city council members. D-gens. Like, they're, everybody intermingles. It, like, you could go to the ranch and see some guy who's, like, the you're, best real estate agent in four fucking counties. Your attorney that you'll be calling later yes. yeah. is already drunk at, <laughs> at the ranch. At 9.57 a.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, he's playing. He's, he's just having shots well, with his voice. I, I will say that, that despite 
what you do out in public in this town, everything is pretty much wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You're never going to hear like, yeah. ooh, guess who I saw? That's never going to happen in town unless you get in a fight or something. Yeah. Most or, people are I mean, pretty understanding. Or if you're a married guy doing stuff. Doing bad things. Yeah. yeah. But Pete, usually, word gets out pretty Usually fast, you but. go, oh, hey, yeah, I ran into Bobby over at the Starlight. Yeah, he was pretty tuned up. And I'm, that That's the end of the conversation. Right. Yeah. It's right. not like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did yeah. you see? I saw Aaron. He was so drunk. They're like, well, <laughs> why? Was fucking he alive at the time? <laughs> and he probably was. Did so. he have a pulse? Did he have a pulse? Um, we're going to jump into some stuff. We've got some beautiful alcohol. Yeah, um, that, about this show. Yeah, we um, do. So Bobby delightful. and I, we, we, Bobby was like, what should we do this week? I'm like, you know what? I don't know. But I think we were both in the mood for a change. Uh, because we've been doing a, some really beautiful whiskeys. The last three we've weeks. We've been on a hot streak. You're hot fucking, fucking welcome, world. Yeah, it was Rocknar. Um, Weller, Twelve year Weller, and then and the, then the legit, the legit, they were um, all solid, all killers. So we thought we'd flip the script. Bobby, uh, you want to talk a little bit about this? I don't know a lot about this, right. other than what Read I the know bottle, Dick Cheese. about. Uh, <laughs> well, so it's pirate um, rum, and this is an aged rum, and they call it XO Reserve. Mm-hmm. We still don't know what that means in the context of rum. What yeah. an XO versus a. I love that the blah, bottle blah, blah, still blah. has the imperfection bubbles in it because it's made like the old school way. It's not made by a machine. Oh, no. This was definitely made by um, Caribbean Amish. Eight-year-old Caribbean <laughs> Amish. <laughs> They're like regular Amish, but they can surf and they like They're margaritas. craftsmen. Um, they were Virgin Island Mennonites. You know, it's a weird chapter of history we've never really uh, discussed. How the, how the Amish ended up in the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like the Mormons in Mexico. It's yeah, I know. Thing. But they are, that, actually, there are a lot of Mormons save that in Mexico. For the, <laughs> save that for the Radio Lab style podcast. We'll add on to our okay, fair repertoire. Wow. Fair enough. But uh, I know this. I know this from pretty well. Bobby's never had it before, which is surprising. But, but you've is, seen it, right? Like, this, this is, is that old, no, dusty I've bottle. I've seen this bottle. Very and, iconic. Yeah. It's Pirate, P-Y-R-A-T. You guys have all seen it. Um, which like is a patron saint. Oh, I did not know that. I thought it was just a play on pirate because it's fucking rum. Patron saint of cirrhosis. Um, but they say that it's the Zen patron saint. Oh, I'm fucking wrong. I'm reading this wrong. Hoti mm. is the Zen patron saint and protector of fortune tellers and bartenders. Ooh. Whoa. H O T I. You gotta pull this shit off and make it so into a necklace that's, or some shit. Dude. That's all of our patron saints. That's literally yeah. our patron. <laughs> we saints. finally found religion, We've- boys. <laughs> On the whiskey row. It took a it took a bottle of rum to do it. But um that it's a really hurt. squat kind of iconic bottle, almost something you would see like, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean style tipping back. Uh got a I know I always wondered about these bottles if they were like easier to ship. Mm. Because of their because they're like squat and you can stack them. You can stack or, them, but they're horrible shapes for you know any bar. I mean? like, yeah, take terrible. up a lot oh, of for real the bar, estate. It's yeah, horrible. Never take a lot of real estate well. for the size, uh, which is why skinny tall bottles are are a lot better for packing in real estate oh, yeah. on a bar. In but vogue. it's but exactly. Well, yeah. But That's uh, why you see Milagro everywhere. It's not that it's fantastic. They're like, ah, oh, we got room for three or bottles. What sort of thing is that? Speaking of hot garbage. um, Malagro can go fuck itself. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So let's talk about pirate. Yeah. Let's talk about it. So um, I get tons of the molasses. Definitely aged rum. As we all know, rum is made out of sugar cane and, and they crush sugar cane and the, and the runoff for that is what ferments and creates rum. That's why it tastes, rum tastes the way it tastes. It's not grain. It's not anything else. Mm-hmm. It's actually outside of tequila. The only thing where the base is a plant. Yep. Um, so it, Rum has a tendency to do different things to different people, much like yeah. tequila does, where you either get really fucking 
violent and aggro or it just chills you out and you smile and laugh all night. Uh, there's not right. a lot of in between with rum. But if you want to get like really uh, specific about it, it's a plant, but it's also an extract. Yeah. You're dealing with an extract from yeah. a plant is what we're yeah. really. Well, that's what I mean, they do with agave. You're, you're too. crushing sugar cane. You're crushing And sugar that cane. runoff, which yeah. is the juice of the sugar cane, is what begins the fermentation right. process. But it's not processed down to no. you know, granulated no. sugar. But once that is, then syrup. that is distilled. And obviously all rum starts off white, like all liquor. Yep. And then the brown comes from the barreling. Exactly. Um, even though I'm sure there's some golds and browns out there that get mounted with extract to get that color. Mm-hmm. I'm sure large bulk Especially companies the golds, do that. I would, I would guess. Yeah. Um, but this is held in barrel. That's why it's a reserve. Typically a reserve would mean you're going to be over th- two to three years, which I don't know the, I don't know the ordinances on rum and We're quite frankly, hand, handwritten fucking because sticker on the side right, still for right. however many years. Damn. But, but the thing with rum that's unlike other alcohols, rum, is, the proliferation of rum worldwide is huge. Yeah. Every Island country makes a rum. Um, every land, I mean, a lot of landlocked countries in Central America and South America make rums as well, but especially the islands, Dominican, Haitian, um, go, Jamaican, go down the list and they all make, cause that's where that's the where sugar pr- cane comes propensity from. of sugar cane comes from. And so now it makes sense. everybody's making fucking rum. We had a rum distillery in Silverton before they ran them out of town. Now they're in Ridgeway or something. Oh, I they're in Ridgeway remember, now? Yeah, Montana? Montana. Yeah. And they make fantastic fucking rum. I actually, it's one of the few gold rums that I enjoyed. It's it great. Because yeah, gold it's really rum good. is like gold tequila to me. Where Maybe they were too wookish. I don't no, know. it was Silverton. something about how much with the they had a brewery. It was something about how much water they were using. It's uh, always about the water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I mean, yeah, but it's an exo reserve. Um, yes, it tastes like rum, but outside of that, some of the the rums real weird because uh, it, it smells and tastes of place. So you think island, you think bananas and coconut and tree fruits and and this is a way fruitier aged rum oh, yeah. than like a diplomatico exactly. Or a, yeah, because this is an island island. Diplomatico isn't right. It's um, Venezuela, right? Venezuelan. So, so it's different um, yeah. in that regard. But you really can pick up. If on the nose you can get bananas and plantains, I get banana bread, um, breadiness to it. Yeah. That that totally makes sense on the palate. It reads more stone fruit, um, peaches, apricots, mangoes, things like that. Mm. Um, very bright. It's not cloying. It doesn't taste overly sugared, despite that it is. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's only eighty. It's only eighty proof. It's not uh, elevated alcohol. But delicious, very much a sipping rum. Nice little sipper. And Could you turn this into a daiquiri or whatever? Oh, Absolutely, yeah. it wouldn't be a problem. Um, it, and that's it would not lose fucking a little, with it too much. It would lose a little of the nuance. But of don't it. put this in fucking Coke, you assholes, or Diet Barks Root Beer, or Mountain Dew Code Red, yeah. or whatever it is. Some Diet Sierra Mist. I was actually sitting here wishing I had some Diet Barks. <laughs> <laughs> I think this would be phenomenal. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And there's uh, only one place in uh, the contiguous United States to get it. And uh, that's on uh, Wendy's on Main Street in Durango, Colorado. (laughs) (laughs) Button push diet bar. And you have to go. You can't get it in the drive up. No, you can Apparently. only if you dine in. Yeah, you have talk, to dine into Wendy's. Which, you have to go in and what hang a nightmare out with that those is. Winners. We're gonna we're gonna inundate that Wendy's with people coming in just for diet bars. Our job not diet bars. You talk about skids. Oh, jeez, oh, super God. skids. I dude. mean, they're not DJs like those Taco Bell assholes. No, though, those fucking DJs. Those kids dude. at Wendy's are not sober. No. no. Oh, mm-hmm. well, why would you be? I, I, are you shitting me? Yeah. If I had to work at Wendy's, 
Yikes. I stopped getting the uh, the baked potato because I couldn't tell the difference between uh, bacon crumbles and meth scabs. They're very similar, both salty. I've never had one. Yeah. Tangy. (laughs) Tangy. (laughs) (laughs) One was blue. Uh, That's a mole. That was a mole. Oh, shit. That was a mole. Um, Delicious product, though. If you haven't had the pirate yet, if you're not a fan of rum, I would suggest going right to the top of the ladder with rum. Don't start... A lot of times with whiskey, you start mid-tier and you work yourself up so you can get your head wrapped around it. Rum can be very off-putting when it's not made well. Um, unlike whiskey, which mid-grade whiskey you can kind of deal with, rum is not the same thing. you got to yeah, almost think, start from the top down yeah. and find what you like. I think you're right. Like so You're better off starting off and, and try some Ronsacaba. Saint Therese, uh, like Santa Teresa, and if you're the type of person that's like sticks to fucking Captain Morgan products, whether it's spiced or it's coconut or something, this is not. No, 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 no. Try, no. You want to try a rum that is well made, traditional, yeah, and is a sipping. You ever tried to sip fucking Malibu? I think. Um, <laughs> no. I think on the. I think on the flip side of that, if you're a whiskey guy. Yeah. And you're just looking for something a little different yes. that's not going to like blow your brains out. Exactly. Try an aged rum. Yeah. You're going to basically get whiskey that just has a different profile. Totally. Yeah. Um, and, if you and, like less offensive whiskeys like Jameson and fucking Crown, but you're looking for something classier, try Pirate. Yeah. And yeah. you're talking about or a $25 bottle. It's a $25 this is nothing bottle. Crazy. It's not going to break the bank. You can get a Diplomatico for 26 You can get this thing for 25 There's yeah. some really, really nice spirits out there you in the rum world. Tr- you can drop a lot of money on rum. There are definitely What do you think is the most bottles. expensive fucking rum bottle? Um, they do a Zacapa. Like seven or, it's like 70 or 80 No, like it's that. more expensive. They do like special like Zacapa, like fucking 32 oh, years. Yeah, yeah. And they're, yeah. There's some heady rum out there. Like it's as heady as scotch or whiskey when you want to go into the deep waters but the top tier whiskeys like when you start dealing with really really good whiskeys you're up in the 60s 70s and 80s and you're kind of the same with rum but i think there's a bigger chasm to jump with um i think you can get very quality rum at a much better price yes than say bourbon at the that's, same price that's a good way to state it um 25 bucks for bourbon you can find some cool stuff like we just did that jefferson mm-hmm. one not too long ago yeah, that yeah. was killer and was super affordable but those are few and far between with rum you can get diplomaticos under 30 pirate um zacapa you can get some really beautiful florida Cana yep under 30 bucks that's really good product that you don't need to mix. And obviously, as you guys know, in this program, we're not going to drink it if we have to mix it. That no. just isn't part of what we do. We, we like to talk about what you could do with it. Um, that would be interesting. But outside of that, if you're not able to... I mean, to... Sean's brought in some bottles that I felt like <laughs> we like should three. have... Uh, it's like three maybe, I've done. Maybe sucked. mixed with some toilet water. <laughs> or, uh... <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. There have only been a few... Sean's done his, Sean's done his due diligence over well, the past several know, months. I didn't know what rock and rye was, boys. I'm fucking sorry. The brown sugar bourbon, I knew exactly what I was doing, and I did it on purpose. I did it yeah. to, because we had so much good shit. You have, for posterity, you, you got to throw figure, a fucking turd in there. Yeah, right well, now. I guess so. You got to always got to bang a fatty to keep yourself exactly. honest. Exactly. You've got to plow a two to appreciate an eight, yeah. in the words hey. of Daniel Tosh. Four twos. Why even have a shitter in your house if you're not going to drop a turd? Salient point. Well done. So uh, let's move on, on, on to uh, let's on move on to some media. Coined. 
Uh, you guys went to the theater, and then I watched it on Plex, but uh, there's oh, a movie yeah. that uh, has touched all of us, our hearts. All of us, our hearts. It's uh, nominated for a bunch of Oscars. It's nominated, I think, for Best Picture, mm-hmm. Best Director, Best Sound Mixing, Best Sound Editing, um, which usually win, both of them win because it's tough same, to discern same. between the two. Production and Best Cinematography, design. Production Design yeah. Yeah. as well. I don't know about costumes. I didn't check that far into the list. I don't list. think it was costumes. Um, but Production Design and costumes yeah. kind of are, they are hand in hand Anybody give a shit about costumes? I mean, um, really. You'd be surprised the, what goes into making some yeah. of these when they create fabric. I'm not saying it's have not you costing ever met, a lot of money. Have you I'm ever met a homosexual? Give a sh- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, I get it. Does I, uh, <laughs> so Was that shitty? So the movie we're talking say? about. No, it's totally fucking on point. I mean, I... I <laughs> I'm guessing that whoever made the costumes for all of these fucking movies that are nominated cares about it. Um, has seen a penis before. You're you're you lead us into homosexuality. You're you're fe- you're fey enough to be the entry. You're point. the daywalker, right? Like you're blade. the daywalker. I don't think I've ever been called fey. You're the gay blade. I've been called effeminate, Zorro, which I think is a gay <laughs> syn- synonym. Sort of synonyms. Yeah. Well, I grew up with a, a very gay brother, right? And probably. You know, I definitely cross my legs all the way over. I thought <laughs> it's comfortable as fuck. Dude. It's comfortable. Thought, Why the fuck do yeah. people get? Why wouldn't? You, yeah, don't. I thought it wasn't contagious, Bobby. <laughs> See, you guys were the right age during the AIDS crisis for to still for all that to still be soaked into your brain. Oh yeah. Don't me. use the same fork. I got don't you. look them directly oh, in the no. eyes. Dude, when the Magic Johnson thing happened, you had no idea what that was like. That was that a was massive, fucking incredible. I was backlash. in L.A. Remember that news conference and we were all looking at each other like we're all gonna die yeah, yeah everybody we all it's thought we were now. gonna die it's airborne <laughs> no they they had so little fucking no research so little background in history and effects long term on it that we literally yeah. there were points where like we nobody can have sex anymore we literally thought we couldn't have sex anymore yeah oh yeah. well and you could have a whole series of podcasts as to why that was oh no it was total fucking like it was from total a smoke political mirrors. standpoint yeah. why that oh no it was yeah. it was it was dirty yeah. It was, it was dirty. dirty, dirty. So we haven't even said the name anyway. of the movie we were going to talk about. Oh, oh God, 1917. Jesus. Thank you, 1917, uh, the World Sam. War One epic drama. Yep. And it is directed by Sam Mendes, uh, starring some faces that are familiar in some smaller roles, but the yeah. two main guys, never fucking seen these guys before. Okay. No. Uh, but they were both fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to give away too many spoilers, but I think it'd be great to talk about I, like how the movie made us feel, I, I, I think and the production I, design, and especially, and the cinematography. It's hard to spoiler alert this kind of movie. Um, without talking specifics, the the whole premise of the movie is very simple. Yes. It's two guys going from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. That's the whole movie. One motivated by saving his brother. The other one kind of just gets roped into it because he thinks he's getting picked for like latrine duty or, or less, something. More or less. He's just kind of going with his buddy. Yep. Um, but they got to yeah. go. Which from, that's even in the trailer. Like, yeah, that's like, like 100%. The, the crux of the whole. You guys have to go from this place to that place. By this time. Tell this guy. Yeah. This One thing. fucking thing. That's it. You have to trust us that that no man's land has been yeah. abandoned by the Germans, even though everybody that went up there in the last, I don't know, a few months has right. died horribly. Right. And yeah. is piled up like and fucking I, I, walls I don't remember the exact numbers, but they were saying there's like, you're going to lose like 1,700 men. Yeah. 1,600. 1,600. Including your brother. Yeah. Yes. 
they're if you don't all get this message. If you don't get this message in time. And the, the message was to stop the uh, – because the, the Germans had retreated and created another line, basically wanting the Allied powers to think to that they were on the run. As a trap. And Colin first character in the beginning is like, they're, that's not, our aerial photographs show us that that's not the truth, but there's all the phones are down. There's no way that we can get this message to them without right. somebody hand-delivering it. So good on you, boys. Go forth and wreak havoc. <laughs> right. 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 So, and that's it. And the thing that this movie was known for prior to us watching it is with, that it was done in reality in four shots and then, but edited to look like one contiguous shot. Wait, so four total shots? Four total shots. So what if you fuck up? That's you start the over. point. That's, That's what makes it so rowdy with that many different extras and explosions. And, and, there, and there's like historical context for that type of filmmaking. Uh-huh. If you yeah. go back to, God, I don't even know what year Rope uh, was made when Alfred Hitchcock directed Rope with uh, yeah. um, uh, Jimmy Stewart. Yep. Um, sure. And they did, I think, ultimately, like it was a five shot film. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were very clever in the ways that you would like have a, a brief moment where the camera would pass by a, a column. And then mm-hmm. that's where the and cut that's your and that's where your cut is. And then you, I could tell a couple places where when they were walking mm-hmm. through the shadows through a doorway, that right, or jumping yeah. into the wall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. There was also exactly. an independent movie that I remember seeing the preview for it when I saw Bowling for Columbine in the theaters, and then I never saw the movie until like ten years later. It was called The Russian Ark. Oh yeah, and it is the movie is legit two hours in one continuous shot. And so what they did was is it is different, very. Um, key parts of Russian history and they kind of do it through the prism of, of one of these rooms in this giant palace and they made each room a different period and they have a different thing happening in each room but this camera just walked through all of them huh. in one uncut shot now it wasn't enough for it to win anything but it was a fucking from amazing a, exercise a, in filmmaking from a directorial standpoint the vision that Mendes had um, yeah like I said I think my thing was like much like last week if you guys listened to the Jojo Rabbit thing I I, I can absolutely appreciate the beauty and the execution of this movie, the acting. Um, it was incredibly engrossing. It was just a lot. It was draining. Yep. I felt like I ran a marathon afterwards yep. and not necessarily something I just plunk down with a beer and pop open on a Sunday afternoon and watch again. Um, I got scared. Like the part where they're, they have the most beautiful scene, I think, is when they have all the flares are going over and all the lights changing oh, yeah. oh, boy. in the bombed out town. And the guy's running and he sees a guy and he's oh, not sure what totally. kind of soldier he is. And then the guy just starts running at him like it's a video game. And this guy's firing a giant fucking rifle at him from like six feet away and not hitting him. And I was like, it was like a slasher movie. I yeah, got the same really feeling intense. I got from like Halloween at that moment. It, it was, was very like intense. The emotional like, roller coaster was absolutely. Fun. Like, and it reminded me a lot of. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Alfonso Cuaron, yep. but uh, like uh, Children of Men. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Children of there, Men. There's that sure. third act. That's another unsung fucking um, movie that gets forgotten. Well, that's that a guy, great fucking one of the great movies. Yeah, of, of like the early aughts. Yeah, yeah, man. And yeah, it's a similar sure. thing where he's where Colin, uh, what's his name, uh, Clive Owen, Clive Owen, Clive Owen, where his character is going into this building. And it is one single shot. Same yep. fucking thing. And shit is and just jumping just, off left and, and right. And it's just yeah. everything is fucking blowing up in his fucking face. That's like and third act right before. Have no idea what's happening. Yeah, exactly. Right before the moment it's where right everybody the- just goes, everybody part, everybody just yep. let this guy go. <laughs> Amazing, you yep. know. And it's that style of filmmaking. But it's also an intense yeah. style of filmmaking that I think creates. And obviously it's on purpose that they want you to feel anxiety and they want mm-hmm. you to feel. Mm. But I mean, I can tell you that I. And, I, you know, we had been pre-gaming this movie, like, a little <laughs> bit. And, I mean, I watched the first 30 minutes of this movie through one eye. 
Wow. Because of the way the camera tracked when they're running through tunnels and they're mm-hmm. just going in and out of shit. Like when it, the camera it was moved so much that it I, was making me nauseous. I didn't I was trying to fi- I, I heard on another podcast they were talking about how they had all these different rigs where they had the camera where they would be like the camera would be put on a truck and it would go and then and someone would lift it, it move it, put it on yeah, like man. something else and just keep moving. It they had intense. it so that it had oh, like wow. yeah. it had like fast click stuff on and off so they could oh, just Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, they created had, new there shit was, for there it. There's a couple shots in it and Granted, there's a war movie. There's bodies. There's decomposed this. There's oh, sludge. Oh there's when a guy goes ah, hands yeah, down. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> don't don't say because that's know. a great yeah. point of the movie. Yeah. Um, but there was Rough. some shots where I was I knew ahead of time that it was um, a series of four shots, so I knew the what was on the line when they were shooting. Yeah. And they had these big exaggerated fucking boom camera shots over. Uh, Flat, still water in dead silence. And I couldn't help but try to catch him. I was trying to see if I could pick up a shadow, a movement, a right. ripple in the water, yeah. anything. And it was perfectionless. <laughs> it was so and well I, shot. Yeah. In today's I, day and age, it, I'm it, sure you can like post-production probably if like you caught if, a shadow. If, exactly. If you caught I'm, a reflection. I'm sure, but you still, just make it go away. But still, it was just no, the, the, the intent. So good was so natural and organic. The sense of tension and anxiety was so natural and organic. Right. It, um, uh, you know, this isn't modern warfare where you have medi kits and you can call in a strike. And this is, you know, these dudes were on their own. You know how isolated they were. You know, there was, there was, this was it. They had them and that and was you, a wrap. And you can't be taken out of that. You can't no. be taken out of that. And it becomes. I mean, the, I, I, you could still, if you have Evil Dead 2 on Blu-ray, there's still a scene where yeah, you can yeah. look up and see the guy holding the camera in the fucking yeah. ceiling. Right, 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 <laughs> you know right, right, I mean? right. Evil Dead never, 1, too, you can see never the rafters of the Michigan gym well, they filmed it right. in. Right, where yeah. they're filming it, where they, yeah. yeah. This, there is nothing to bring it's you out of this movie. seamless. Um, a lot of times people say, oh, I was in it, and then this one thing happened, and it broke. Um, because we're so cynical and shitty, because we've seen so many movies, and the technology is so great. But man, this movie, again, I don't know if I necessarily, I would watch it with somebody that has never watched it before just to show them the movie. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm going to plunk down and watch this on my own. No, I do it was intense. I love that it's a World War One movie because Platoon, we had plenty. Same thing. We had plenty of World War One movies in the 30s and shit. There was right. cool World War One movies because you couldn't do a World War Two movie yet because that shit just started. But the world World War One's been forgotten quite a bit. We got a little bit of it with Wonder Woman, but it's stylized and comic book related. But that war was so fucked, and everything about that war informs what happened in the World War Two anyway. World War II, so it's like yeah. I, I'm loving that we're getting more World War One content because it's important and it was fucked because that was before we had it was the advancements in artillery and the advancements in mobility hadn't gotten to the point exactly. where we needed to so trench warfare was all there was and it was grueling awful and there it was, was still slow. still biplanes yeah i mean there's a, a wonderful scene in the movie involving oh, the dog a biplane that is but but watching the slow development we're so used to fucking fucking danger zone maverick yeah. go get them you know like fucking fast moving missiles and just the the slow development of what war was like it wasn't calling an airstrike like i said it wasn't any of that it was those guys are over there we need to go over there so there's nothing else going on it was they've got a, you could drop bombs but there was like a little manual handle that you had to unclip your bomb oh, and, yeah, yeah. and be like i think it's gonna land <laughs> right where it's right. supposed to pointing it oh there, no it landed on a french school fuck <laughs> n- none of us are historians no no but um i i had always grown up with the uh assumption that world war one was where they kind of invented in a way chemical warfare 
Mustard gas. The mustard gas would settle into those trenches. Yes. And then that was like, so they created like a heavy gas Mm -hmm. that would just settle into those trenches and and fuck with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, They didn't, they didn't really go. That wasn't part of this particular. No, for sure. But that was a big part of World War One. A hundred percent. That was the, that was the reason the whole Geneva Convention existed afterwards. Yep. Was, uh, was to eliminate Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, and after this I war, mean, it completely restructured how many everything. different governments. The Treaty of Versailles essentially told how many countries that you're not a country anymore. We're dividing you the fuck up and we have one world. Organ- what was it? it yeah, Luxembourg. It wasn't NATO, off. but it was like the early. It was right. like before the Justice League, there was the Super Friends. So it, it was definitely like French's yellow mustard. Yeah. Too. Um, we're wow. not dealing not with a like Goldens, a, not, not like a, a, not a nice Dijon, wow. not a uh, too honey, soon. a little honey Dijon. Too soon. <laughs> mustard <laughs> Wasn't a nice stone ground beer no. mountain. Oh, yeah. How good is that? How good is that? So <laughs> <laughs> I love um, my... With sauerkraut and some oh, schnitzel? I, fuck off. You can go fuck off. Yeah, that, that's solid. I want some fucking schnitzel. Talk now. to me. I'm not putting French's on that. Nobody makes fucking schnitzel around here. Thank you, Geneva Convention. Nobody makes fucking schnitzel around here. Geneva Convention. <laughs> oh my god, dude! You should open a schnitzel place called the Geneva Convention. <laughs> we have a lot of festivals. We yeah. do have a lot of. What's fun. the one with the, what's the works? The works. Right the works schnitzel will be called the Kaiser Wilhelm. <laughs> the Wilhelm. Yeah, it'll be served with a little Kaiser helmet on it, like they used to serve like ice cream and baseball helmets. What but you, it's on top. You call it the yeah. You you, you do it with ghost peppers and call it the Goebbels. <laughs> <laughs> Different war, bro. Sorry, <laughs> I was trying to shoehorn in a fucking Holocaust reference. I know you're still um, JoJo'd out from I'm last still week. Still JoJo'd, yeah, bro. Definitely. Um, yes, JoJo Brandis. That was a, ten years old. <laughs> ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> I was eight. this week. This podcast is going to be intense. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys haven't seen it, you might not have. Um, definitely, it's yeah, one it, of the top three of those of that class to see. Yeah, right it was wonderful. Okay, because that was gonna be my next question. I know, I know we're gonna wrap this up here in a sec, but like, I, I left the film asking myself, probably because of my state of mind, if I liked it, mm. Mm. or whether because, you just because, watched like an informative educational thing. Obviously, clearly, from a technological standpoint, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the best things you're ever going to see if you're a nerd. Like, if you like film nerd shit, you are going to yep. love this. If you sit around and read books about how Hitchcock made Rear Window or whatever yeah. the fuck, you're that. Right. This movie is for you. No doubt about it. It is that kind of technical achievement. Um, it 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 looks like nothing else I think I've ever seen. Mm. Even war movie ones. You know, it do- yeah. yeah, exactly. It doesn't look like Saving Private Ryan. At all. Or Platoon. Like they, or they do or a lot of shit like Dunkirk. It doesn't look it doesn't have like that look. any of that Nothing shit. like it. You know, they're not well, speeding I mean, up frame rates to make, make it look more intense or whatever. It just looked intense. The helmets are the same intense. as every yeah, other right. World War yeah. One. Yeah, they, they, um, about it. But, they are. But well acted. You weren't taken out of it. They had some really wonderful cameos in there by uh, several actors that you would remember. Two of them, you know who they are. The other guy, which had a really great, I know who he yeah. was because we watch enough movies. But yeah, are you it, talking about the guy that's like yeah, leading yeah, them yeah. in the beginning yeah. to the like yeah. this is where the no man's yep. land is? Yep. There wasn't, there wasn't a lot of light moments in the film, uh, but um, <laughs> I mean, it, I've it, seen funnier movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know. Yeah. Did the Marx Brothers do any like World War One comedy? <laughs> they probably or, did. did that, I mean, <laughs> probably never see it. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of life. I will say it was <laughs> funnier than Sandler's last five movies <laughs> put together. That I'm gonna say. This morning, this morning I shot a, a German uh, in my pajamas. Yeah. How to get my pajamas? <laughs> I don't know. I love those Marx Brothers movies. Oh, they're amazing. They don't hold up. They don't hold up well. Well, no, because it's all very topical humor. Yeah, some stuff or ridiculous or grandpa jokes. I wonder if I haven't watched a Three Stooges episode in a while. Yeah, I wonder if that they also do not hold up. Well, they held up forty years after when I was a kid and watched them. Yeah, but is that just because I was a kid? Possibly. It's very chill. I mean, it was basically like the Three Stooges and Looney Tunes were very I was about similar. It was just Looney Tunes, mm. live action. And I Looney still Tunes. like Looney Tunes, but I, I like Looney Tunes. What I like, I like way Looney smarter. Tunes. Yeah. Do does um okay? So if that doesn't hold up, when's the last time you watched an original Twilight Zone? Uh, I think I watched the. Uh, I think last year I watched two of them because they were on Netflix, right? Didn't they right. put them all on there? They hadn't, they removed it, but it used to be on New Year's day. I don't know if you guys remember this New Year's day. They used to do a uh, twilight zone marathon. Yeah. 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 Like channel five in LA. It was channel yeah, five. It was like the, but, it was whatever channel did reruns. It was right. Like the UH, and they, they would UH do 24 hours of twilight zone yeah. on, I think it was New Year's day mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and I remember being up into my teens and early twenties, like still enjoying watching Burgess Meredith and fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like William Shatner. It's time and, now. Oh my God, dude. When he, yeah, that's that's right. one of the, dude, talk, talking Tina opened up a fucking Pandora's box of yeah. animated dolls that yeah. we still can't live down. Should I, so should I scoop those up? Should I put them on the media? Server? I think it'd be yes, interesting dude. just to, I, 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 there are some of them that are so smart and so ahead of 50 years ahead of their time. Yeah. Right. And there's some that are obviously topically stuck in the forties and fifties. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I get it. I'm just wondering if some of those classics that we consider classics still hold up. Oh, cause well, I haven't to, seen them. It, a lot of them. Do, well, and that's the thing I had a buddy once was, I was like, Hey man, what's the, uh, what are the top 10 episodes of blank that I need to watch? And I think that's what you need to do with something like the old twilight zone, the it's old outer limits, those. the old, cause people forget the old outer, outer, outer limits. Was limits fucking oh, dope frightening. frightening. It was a little more edgy in certain parts. Yeah. Oh, maybe very scarier much than so. Parts. But yeah, it twilight was a lot zone more existential. With, yeah. Like twilight zone for as fucked up and metaphysical as it was, it wasn't, it did outer limits genuinely now there were mm-hmm. genuinely scared me there were moments in twilight zone that were like going back to talking tina going back to uh um the devil episode when they let the devil out and he oh, transforms yeah. like yeah. there were certain things as a kid that were very um like shook me to my core mm-hmm. but, but there's outer lessons. limits was different yeah. outer limits was just Scary, and they did have a lesson in it, but it wasn't as in your face as some of the like the Beauty and the Eye of the Beholder one with the big face fortune cookie. No, it wasn't a fortune cookie. Twilight Zone was a fortune cookie, and this is why this happened. And it was more well executed in certain episodes. Like, well, I can't remember if it was Outer Limits or Twilight Zone that had the Steve McQueen, Peter Laurie pinky cutting thing. They remember? Yeah, that was Outer Limit. No, that was Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. That episode. The only reason I saw that episode was because of Quentin Tarantino's Room from the End of Four Rooms. I was like, this sounds fucking fascinating. That's one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. That, pretty it's much, right that up ship there, was like fifty-eight to serve 59. man. I mean, there's there's some some of the subject matter um, in in it was timeless. What did you guys think about Twilight Zone the movie? I know we're super oh, off track. But, I loved uh, I loved the, I, the that uh, talk about frightening that opening scene with the midnight special and Dan Aykroyd. Thank you. That's exactly when he transforms. One first yeah. of all, fucked me. One of the best rock songs of all time. 
As a, as an eleven CCR Midnight Special is one of the funniest fucking Swamp coolest Rock. Song. I, it is so good. Dude. Swamp Rock. My mom loves CCR. My dad and mm-hmm. Midnight Special. My dad does are you too. fucking my, my dad has I all the jean shorts to prove it. I saw their I saw their whatever their recent incarnation is in like two thousand four. <laughs> it was uh, Creedence Clearwater Revisited. Oh, I bet that was had some dude. Well, they had some dude that sounded like the lead singer, but that was Fogarty. You mean the guy who started the band? He's alive, isn't he? Yeah, but he just left. Oh, okay. Yeah, he oh, does so, his own shit. Oh, okay, wow. so it's Iggy and the Stooges without Iggy. Pretty much. That dope. sounds yeah. awesome. It sounds yeah, terrible. Um, <laughs> what county fair were you at, sir? <laughs> no, I was at the... Uh, I was at, this, was that like, at Aztec Speedway? It was this place called the Mountain Winery, and it was of this swanky was. place where only the rich like fucking people right. go, and somebody had extra tickets, because you basically buy season tickets to this venue, but it's all like older crowd bands. It was like Counting Crows, B.B. King, oh, sure. fucking well, CCR. Thorough good. That's, thorough good. That's weird, because like, Counting Crows is kind of 20 years after everything he just Yeah, named. but my dad loves Counting of Crows. Course he of course yeah, he does. He loves that Because they were edgy at the time. Uh, and but a, no one's like Counting the Twilight Crows Zone, like, the movie. since six months after Dude, they... Dude, Adam Hurwitz uh, doesn't like I was like never the a Crows. huge fan of Twilight Zone, the movie, but I did have a couple Vietnamese friends that really lost their head over it. Oh, uh, get it? Actually, Vic, Vic Morrow lost his head. Who was the one of the actor. kids got decapitated? Yeah, too, it was didn't no. They? It both was kids the, got killed, right? It was oh, yeah. no. It was the main actor in that. Yes. Um, in the in it that was Victor. It was, it was him Victor and two Morrow, kids that the guy that be... played the racist that had to jump through time. And he lost his. He head. literally got his head cut off by a helicopter. And so the kids just they got almost shut down the production because the um, kids died too. That yeah. was a big deal. Yeah, you lose but, an actor, cool. They had two kids that they didn't necessarily have the right paperwork in order for, to be in the movie. Well, I mean, a fucking helicopter fell on all three all of their heads. Of yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. one was Victor, white, two were Asian. Took the brunt yes. of that shit, and that's but. what you hear that that overshadowed the movie for the longest time. Well, Besides, the, the, the movie almost got something got on the shut way. down. I think John Landis was involved, and there he was. was a lawsuit. He involved. was in court forever, right? For and and yeah. that almost got shut down. But there was some. Uh, um, that was a huge movie when I was a kid, only because it oh. was a modern retelling of all these things that we had watched as little kids, and now mm-hmm. we were uh, teenagers. So it was. Yeah. We loved it. I love Twilight Zone. And it oh. brought anthology. The retelling of the, the, like the, the cornfield. Oh. The kid in the cornfield. Um, that retelling was huge. And without that movie, you don't get Creep Show. You don't get the other anthology style right. horror right. movies without that oh, one. That's at a least good being, point. And actually. loved Creep Show, by the way. The rest of the Creep Show is two and on. Two. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> there was a that two. That first Creep Show was so fucking good. The Stephen so King. Bit. Hilarious. The monster in the crate bit. Yeah. The, the Ted, Ted Danson. Danson and Leslie Nielsen. Uh, Oh, it was so good, dude. It was just so Stephen King licking the meteor, whatever the fuck he did, (laughs) turning into a plant monster. Go fuck yourself. That was that. That was. So fucking Thank unwatchable. You. It's awful. No, it's t- it's but terrible, fantastic. but in a fun way. It was it was cheese for cheese. It was it's, so yeah. much self aware cheese. I but the fucking I won my cake. I won my cake, that dude. Fucking god, it was so good, dude. Man. But the you way they fight, the way they sh- <laughs> the way they shot it as paneled cartoons had never oh, been done before. Never been done before. So they would go out of frame and back into frame into a cartoon, dissolve into real life, but it would still look like a paneled. And those yes, panels, comic. I think, were from EC Comics. It was mm-hmm. so dope yeah. how they did that. The the and and people have copied it endlessly since then. Yes, um, now that we've tangentially, now we've gone, gone we've done. I think um, we need to take a break. Um, I don't know. We before can, we do music, so we can. Why do, you want to do? Should music? we do that? So uh, who's doing? Who's doing it? This we're week, gonna boys? do a word from our sponsor. This week's episode of the Whiskey Reel is brought to you by Pork Rinds. <laughs> Are you tired of uh, eating Captain Crunch and having it shred your mouth? Try some pork rinds. It'll do the same fucking thing. They're horrible. 
Now available in salt and vinegar flavor because it hurts worse. <laughs> also known as chicharron. Chicharrones. <laughs> Fucking pork rinds. <laughs> uh, now I want to eat pork rinds like cereal. Like pour some old King Cobra <laughs> over it or some shit. Uh, <laughs> or some like Tecate light yeah, over ooh, some pork rinds. Yeah, some chicharron. Some lime, a little bit of sugar. The little chili lime chicharron. Chili lime I just realized if Cheech Marin and I made a combo duo fucking uh, comedy team, we'd be called Chicharron. <laughs> <laughs> that just struck me. <laughs> I'll pay for that show. I'm I'll pay for that, that lineup. I'm, I'm watching, watching that. I'm, I'm watching that. Who's Dave, man? <laughs> um, <laughs> would you guys both be judges or we, some shit like that? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that'd be awesome. That would be. And really, the show is just when you guys go to quarters, like to your office afterwards. That's the sh- yeah the, the chambers and you're just fucking hanging absolutely because you know that would be the show we're wearing dickies overalls underneath <laughs> the fucking wardrobe hey man hey man you wouldn't believe this fucking guy that came into my court today <laughs> and that was, that's you I, I know, that, <laughs> we haven't even gotten to Cheech yet we're still dealing with the no unknown. Cheech will be super straight man like Nash Bridges Cheech not like hilarious Cheech oh, yeah yeah super <laughs> yeah. white Cheech he did so the same thing in uh, Ten Cup. Oh yeah, he, he did. went full straight man a little he bit. Did. He had yeah. a couple of funny lines in that, but yeah, did, for the most yeah. part, he was just. The Teach was just guy. trying to help him. Fucking, he was the he emotional was, weight of that fucking movie. He was trying to get him to fucking not, not to take shit and life seriously. Exactly. Yeah, don't break all your goddamn clubs and play the whole thing with a seven iron. It was entertaining for us, but <laughs> yeah, that one moment where he's like, "No, no, no," that was a defining moment. Yeah. And the definition was shit. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to hard tack out uh, of Tin Cup. I yes, think we are. Um, That's weird. And we're going to talk a little musica yeah. caliente. So speaking of, we talked about Alfred Hitchcock. Years and years ago, Alfred Hitchcock put together this awesome album of songs that would be super creepy in the background of like horror movies and things. Called and it was called Music to be Murdered, murdered by. by. And there's great fucking songs on that. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that surprise, surprise, yesterday out of nowhere. Two day, well, it was like three days ago. Really. Was it? Yeah. Well, it, okay. um, M, M released an album, and which honestly, Marshall. over the last 10 years, hasn't moved the needle for me. Not really. Um, I don't know what it is about certain guys, and there's been this tag on certain MCs over the years that have not been able to pick good beats. Outside mm. of Dre making beats for Eminem, as soon as he went out and started making his own beats or trying to form out beats, Boy, that kid doesn't have an ear when it comes to fucking music mm-hmm. and beats. Is he the best MC that's ever lived? Very arguable. Yeah. Very arguable about that. Because um, he is that fucking talented. Um, so, Sean, it, it, the, the reason he brought up the Hitchcocking thing is because Eminem's new album is, what is songs? What is it? Music to Murder. No, it's Music to be Murdered by. He to named be it murdered the exact by. same. Okay. And he actually and made this, the cover of it is almost is identical. He, it is. It's with an, a hatchet to one side of his head and a gun to the other, right? No. Well, uh, Eminem's holding a shovel in his, and then it looks oh, that, like Oh, there's lockers. two covers. Yeah, this is the there's one I'm two, looking at. Yeah, there's, that's the other cover. This is the Alfred Hitchcock exact cover Nuh-uh. of his album. Look, look at the other cover that he did. It's a hatchet to his head with a gun. And that's the one that copied Hitchcock as well. Okay. So he actually, if you buy this album, there's two covers to it. Um, and it's almost exactly the same as, okay. see what I'm saying? Yeah, he just right. brought it up on the computer right now. So, oh, man, so I was totally wrong. Sorry, so, everyone. No, no, no. It's it, but it's definitely the same thing. And he was um, he 
gives full props to Hitchcock oh, yeah. for this. Like it wasn't like he ripped it off and hoped nobody noticed. Like <laughs> he he realized it. My doing. fans don't know shit um, about Hitchcock. It's a collab album. He has a ton of artists. He has uh, Juice World on this for a track, Godzilla, which is dope. Before Royce he the died. five foot nine inch. I don't know who the fuck that is. It's Royce the five niner, and he's in Slaughterhouse with them. And if you don't oh, know okay. Royce as an MC, one of the most respected MCs out there that nobody's ever heard of. But the guy's of absolute fucking animal. He was in Slaughterhouse mm. with Eminem and Joe Budden. Um, and uh, th- that had a short run. That That's a whole other almost podcast about that group. This is his new album. I believe it's his 10th or 11th studio album. I He's, think so. um, th- listen, M hasn't put out a good album in fucking a decade. He's had some and, super fire tracks come off of them, but nothing like... Right. I, I think the Eminem show was the last one I could listen to front to back yeah. with some flyover that's, songs. That's but. some... or uh, Yeah, because what was it? Re- not Rehab. Relapse. And Relapse was garbage. Um, and everything since that, in my opinion, has not been his best work. He's had a bit of a slump. Granted, when he's had to fire back on MCs, he will <laughs> eviscerate your soul. And don't think he won't. But like 10 years ago, he this had that is, really good track with Rihanna on it. Um, He had a track. Royce had an album that he put out. And he had the track Caterpillar yeah. with Royce, where it was some of the most fire M's done in years and years and years. Um, This song that we're about to do is called Ya Ya Ya. It's with a guy, I don't know if you've heard of him, named Q-Tip. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a gentleman, I don't know if you've heard of him, named Black Thought from a little band called The Brutes. Yeah. Um, also on it. Also, Danon. D- well, Danon is. Danon. 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 Denarius. Yeah. yeah. Rapgarian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all, Q-Tip does the hook. He doesn't do a verse. Black Thought, Royce, and M do verses in this. This track is fire. They're using the ya 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 from the Busta Rhymes shit, um, which is woo-ha, got you all in check, that ya 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 ya. Yeah. They flipped that shit so hard. I don't know if Bobby's heard this yet, so I'd be curious to hear. So the first guy on the track, uh, the first guy on the track's Royce, then Black Thought, then M, and they all eviscerate this. So this where is, should I jump in the song? If we're going to get like man, a minute, two minutes, where should I jump? Man, I, I'm telling uh, you, just almost, open the fucker up. I just say open it up and let them get the vibe of it. The last verse is M. Um, I think Black Thought had the best verse on this out, on this track, but the track is fired. The reason why I go back to him not being able to pick good tracks, this is a good track. Good on you, M, for picking a good track because <laughs> some of your shit has been garbage over the years. Um, Listen to it, man. I, I, I right. it's th- we're we're back. Let's do it. We're back. Five, I'm with the legends are. Live at the edge of darkness and light. One phone call, my youngest taking flight. You a bark, bitch, and never bite. Long kiss, good night. I stay heated. My people in the place needed. If you ain't standing up for yourself, then stay seated. And they cheated. They lie like a miracle. The Spoochie, I'm a miracle. I'm still super lyrical. Live from the Terradome. Live like a megaphone. Tough most a third. Seven inch heaven bones. I said the beat is in the land. How about fuck off? It was, and I know good. the whole mumble rap versus everybody else, and I know that's a big deal, yeah, and we're yeah, all yeah. tired of it and all that. But listen, these are grown ass men kicking grown ass lyrics. Royce, Black Thought, and M. Try to write your way out of that. God, dude, motherfucker said Indominus Rex. <laughs> that was that <laughs> Black Jurassic Thought. World, that dude. was that Black Thought shit. But he's like, I'll leave these pussies stretched out like the Octomom. <laughs> 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 
he is such a problem when he wants to be. Yes. And it just seems like he takes shorts at certain times. I hope everybody enjoyed that track. It's a banger, dude. Like, I don't know how much of it we're going to be able to get in there because in order to get all those guys in, we were yeah. like, we're no, pushing 3.30. Now, so. we, we listened to the whole track because yeah. I don't think Bobby had listened to the whole thing before. Um, that Q-tip hook he does. Mm-hmm. With the, oh, man. Um, it... it it's it's like the best of the best all getting together over an actual fire track. It reminds right. me a lot of the stuff that he did in rehab. There was a joint that he did with Busta um, that's like a, a, a famous track that nobody's ever really heard. Um, it's a seven-minute track of just Whoa. lyrical massacre. I don't even know if you guys have heard no, that track I, before. I'll, I'll, I'll put you on game after the podcast. but it's You should do it next the, week. You, you don't realize how Retrospective good. Retrospective style. And, and he, on this album, he put out this song called The Darkness, I think it's called. And it's about yeah, the shooting the in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, and it's a six and a half minute video. And it's told from the perspective of the shooter. And you don't know it until the very end about what he's talking about. Um, and it's all about like gun laws. And that's his that's his cause de rigueur. And that good for you. And, you know, use your platform to do what you want to do as an artist. I'm just saying um, M is an MC. Uh, feels like he's getting back his foothold a little bit, and yeah. he's as old as us. He's forty-seven. Um, yep. I tried he, listening to that track first, though, and uh, it was—it was—it's was, hard, and the video is even harder because it's hypergraph, and the beat's not very beat good. Sucks. Thank you, which is why on this track, it stood out and this as beat, being this a beat fire is, track. This beat's abstract too, though. It's not like your normal shit. It's not like the shit you hear on the radio. It has more elements of creativity. I can hear um, this as a. It's banger. not going to be for everybody. No, but I can hear this as a club track. Yeah. If I'm a DJ, I'm mixing this into a set. Oh, yeah. There's enough head nod in this and a bunch of the call out chorus, you know, um, that can get a crowd lifted. Mm-hmm. It's not just uh, really ominous and um, very legato, and you can't tie the beat together. This is a four-four bang, bang, bang. In in my opinion, there's some weird shit going on sample-wise that makes it abstract. But as far as a head nodder, this is a this is a track, man. This is a club track. Mm-hmm. Feels like agreed. Um, and he's man. He he went after. He, he was talking about like he in part of his lyrics. He has this, he gives a very like a side disc back to MGK. He was like saying, like, I had a baby and we called him Machine Gun Kelly. And then he's like, this one goes out to LL, it goes out to PRT, goes out to Eric B, goes out. He goes down the list of all the uh, abbreviated, um, like, what's a, what am I looking for? That when you break it down to just letters, anagrams? Anagram. He goes to all the anagram rappers and does like a full 16 bars of just anagram rappers and ties them all in melodically Whoa. perfect. The guy's a master, dude. Mm-hmm. The guy's a master. He's, 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 as an MC, he's Da Vinci, and Da Vinci didn't always make good shit. That's true. Um, he just, he's, I don't know how you fuck with this guy at this point after 11 studio albums and yeah. murking every guy that's ever stepped to him. And it's ruining just, you careers. just say, like, thank you. Like, we'll sift through this to find the good tracks, right, but we'll take right, this over nothing. Right. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if you want to pick up the album, but definitely cop that. Yeah. That single is fire. Bobby, you got a song this week, it. buddy? I didn't really bring a song this week. Okay. That's um, cool. Yeah. Cause Aaron, really you, been listening to anything new. Nah, that's, I haven't too much either, but I did this bring time a comedy of year, bit. This time of year isn't um, um, 
um, M dropped this without anybody ever knowing. There was no announcement. Right. This isn't the time of year for artists to drop a lot of shit. You may get I did get a new album from uh, a band called And uh, You Will Know Us By Our Trail of Dead. And You Will Know Us By Our Trail of Dead, um, yeah. And I just haven't had time to actually sit down and digest it. And everything that I've heard so far is really fucking good. There's a lot of good rock. Well, that's, I your, almost, that's your homework. It's coming back. But that's, I almost fucking, brought that's what I was going to say. That I can make that my homework for next that's week. That's your homework for next week. There's some emo shit. And I hate to call it emo. But I think we know what we're talking about. Like as I lay dying, and um, yeah. I can tell In you're fact, dead by the trip. You know, next can... week you do two songs, and me and Aaron will take a sabbatical. Dude, I'll do three songs. Shit. Well, don't Shit. get ahead of yourself there, Chief. Shit. Yeah, next Sport. week you're going to be like, hey, remember last week? I didn't do any of that. <laughs> no, I know. I didn't study this. I need week. you so, 20, 25 percent less. You take that 25 percent off there, Squirrely Bob. Uh, I came up with pork rinds. You That's did. It. You did. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's it. You gave us gold colored pork skin. Teacher rinds. So I found a comedian right before the holidays. Oh, I love uh, Ronnie. Yeah, just released an, uh, this Netflix special. His name's Ronnie Chang, and he is a Malaysian actor and so comedian. Good. He moved to the States only like a few years ago and started getting in the game. He is a senior correspondent for Daily for The Daily Show. He's also on a sitcom that's only in a couple European countries, and I think in Thailand? No, Taiwan? I don't know, but he's in it. He's, he's pretty big internationally, and he has a really great special on Netflix. And it I didn't was, know he released a special. And by, this kid is... He's so hyper talented. Hilarious. He is funny as fuck. And I believe his, it, the title of it is Asian Comedian Destroys America. <laughs> I think oh, is the just, name of it. I get it. So this is near the beginning of the special. This is where he's talking about uh, Americans and our obsession with and need for Amazon Prime. Right. More, more Prime. Can't get enough Prime here. We need it Prime. We need Prime harder, faster, stronger. Faster Prime. Prime now. Prime now, two-hour delivery. Prime now, give it to me now. When I press buy, put the item in my hand. Now. In America, there should be no lag. Zero lag. Between when I press the button and when the item is gently placed into my hand. So I can use it now. Oh, same day delivery. Oh, an American. Same day. Now. Prime now. Break into my house. and put the food I ordered in my mouth and help me chew it and then push it down my esophagus with a stick and then pull the feces out of my anus for me now. It's like, where do we go from here? As a civilization, like how much more convenience can we get? How much less energy can we use? to get what we want. Let's get Prime before. Send it to me before I want it. It's 2019, I have to make a decision before you mail me what I buy. Use artificial intelligence to substitute my own intelligence so I can live my life. 
Send me everything I want before I want it. In as many boxes as possible. <laughs> right. Uh, he's he's great. He makes great observations. He's really funny, and he he's got his own stories. And that's what I like about guys that you can. I mean, Anthony Jeselnik is one of the best comics out there right now. But he has a shtick, and he has uh, a persona, and he has this. He tells real stories while also making those observations, and I appreciate that. That I appreciate that in a lot of comics where they actually are showing you a piece of themselves, which is more common. You know, Louis was like that. You know, before he shared a little bit too many pieces of himself. Sure. Um, and Dane Cook was like that, even though you know, say what you will about how you liked his shit sure. back in the day. Um, but he's very real, and he's very hilarious. So Ronnie Chang, get that Netflix special. Asian American Asian comedian destroys America. His his delivery and his cadence and like I said before, like the fact that he has those long R's and yeah. like, as many boxes as possible. Possible. <laughs> um it it's that the, it it's weird that that adds to the funny, but it 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 makes it it's spoonful of honey. Yep. You know what I mean? And observational humor has been around since, oh, I don't know, forever. So well, it's the deal that, with plain food. Yeah. That that in and of itself isn't necessarily. And th- going back to what you said about Jeselnik, yeah. I think calling it, I know what you meant by shtick, yeah. um, which I think kind of like minimizes. Well, sh- yeah, shtick is what I always say for what, what is your is. angle? What's your, what's his, your way of doing His humor like, is completely fictional and abstract. Yeah, and Mitch Hedberg had a shtick. Observational. Yeah. Mitch Hedberg was an observational. No, he was it just was, one-liners and he it was, was even right 2.0. Yeah. It was abstract thought. And um, it seems to be the delineation in comedy between um, I'm going to take observational humor and work it into myself and try to massage it. And it's still observational and uh, you're going to relate to me. Mm-hmm. And then there's the unrelatable comedian. And I'm so funny because I'm unrelatable and you have like, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, almost those two camps mm-hmm. of, of comedy. Um, there's not the wise comedian anymore. Um, the Carlin prior. Yeah. Well, because Carlin got wise, to a point where you, you felt know. like you were, you would go back and forth between laughing and feeling like you were listening to a dissertation. And, and that was fine. Yeah. I'm fine I loved it. I have every bit of Carlin content I could get you on my iPhone. You don't think that uh, like Chappelle and, and Burr would fall into those? Yeah, they do. R- I think realm. Chappelle now. Well, yeah, not um, when he was a kid. He was a even Even as far very, back as Killing Him Softly, he wasn't. Kill him softly now, was more. Kill him softly now, was premises. I don't know, Burr. I don't think. I don't think Burr, Burr talks a lot about his own life. Burr's, it's more personalized. Burr's a little bit more personalized and a Internal little bit more struggle. observational. Chappelle's now mm-hmm. and juicy. Did you see when he got the Mark mm-hmm. Twain? Yeah. Um, Chappelle's trans. We're witnessing the transcendence of a comedian into the prior. Yeah. Into the, the 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 you've you're not a comedian anymore. You're well, no. You're a it's performer. as soon as as soon as something becomes such a hot button social issue, you go. I can't wait to hear what Chappelle says about this in his next special, you know, like you did with Pryor or other. He people. breaks rules and does whatever he wants, yeah. and and nobody will say a goddamn word about it. Mm-hmm. If that guy lit up oh, a cigarette in a surgery, <laughs> if that <laughs> guy lit up a cigarette in a, in a surgery, nobody would stop nobody him. Says that shit. guy does whatever he wants to do, and he's earned it. And yep. and. Oddly enough, hasn't um, hasn't abused it to the point of it being unfunny. He does it because he does it. He doesn't do it simply to do it. Yep. And there's a lot of guys that will do it just to do it, and he doesn't. Um, I don't even know if Chappelle's a comedian anymore. He's a stand-up philosopher. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> like Mel Brooks. And uh, he's basically he, – and that's what a good comedian – Don't you think so, Bobby? There's two kinds like of comedians. Chappelle? 
like, do you think he's kind of gone past what we would consider a stand-up? I don't even know if he's, he's a like, stand-up. He's just anymore. an American iconoclast now, where it's like he yeah. is. There's different people from different walks of life, whether it's Steven Spielberg as a director, where we care about the world through their lens, whether it's through their you know voice, right. uh, whether it's yeah. through the way they shoot things, the way they have, the way they write books. They're an iconoclast, and in, in this is someone who is culturally significant for their perspective right. on everything yeah, because it resonates with so many. That's absolutely true. I don't know. I just, yeah, no, I I agree with that 100. percent I think he's uh, kind of a generational talent at what he does. Yeah, and you can argue about what it is he does. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, he's not Red Fox telling titty jokes or oh, yeah. <laughs> that kind of, you know what I mean? He's, but he's not Pryor either. No, no he's, he's a little more heady. Uh, you know, I don't I mean? know. Pryor was heady, dude. When he yeah. got back from Africa, Pryor That's was true. not a comedian anymore. But the stuff oh, no, that people no. remember of Pryor, like the Sunset Strip Sunset special. Strip, yeah. Uh, before that was that was the Sunset Strip one right after he burned himself up. No, yeah. that was that was before. What was no, the one was right live before on the Sunset Strip? Live on the Sunset, Sunset Strip. Was, was and Live on the Sunset though. is the one where he That's notoriously where he had about. two shows, and the first one he bombed so bad that everybody was like, "We can't even film this," and did the next show the next night and fucking crushed it with the exact same material because it. it's a. Well, it's a and the last act of that is basically him talking about being in the hospital mm-hmm. and dealing right. with the nurses. Right, yep, right, right. Like, oh, hey, tomorrow we're going to give you a bath. Tomorrow you're gonna get a bath. I'm like, all right, yeah, motherfucker, totally give me a bath. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then they wire brush yeah. him, which is like really intense, yeah. and dark. Yes. Yeah, and, and we just, know. I want to tell everybody, we live in a golden age of another golden age of stand up right now, where we have so much content out there that the chances are, no matter who you are, what walk of life you're from, somebody out there has got your voice. You know, somebody out there is going to speak to you. That and so, if you're not into stand-up because you always thought it was right. one kind of thing, going you're going to find out that that's not the case. And going back to Chappelle, he said that during his Mark Twain acceptance. Oh shit, I might have stolen that from his Mark Twain acceptance. No, he speech. said he's like, if you're a white supremacist redneck guy, there's a comedian for you. Yep. And he's like, I've performed with those guys, <laughs> yeah. and we were backstage talking about comedy, right? Mm-hmm. And having a conversation. I know he hated my black ass. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he and and it didn't matter because they were talking on the same they were talking in shop. the same dimension. And I know was, we're going to talk about comedy. I mean, that's what Louis was to me. Like Louis yeah. talked to me. He oh, to dude, me too, I I don't know if any. Know? I mean, and, as being a our age white guy in America, I don't know if there was anybody that ever talked like Louis talked to me specifically right. about div- divorce and marriage and kids, kids. and divorce, marriage, kids. Also, what it feels like to have and, an itchy asshole and to uh, uh, get a hand job, a shitty hand job. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, like being a just being a, a fat piece of shit. And you knowing, know, like right. when, we, when we when we go to the Cinnabon at the airport, uh, we arrived at, and I'm classic. like, oh, I've been there. <laughs> oh no, I've been sitting at a bar stool and realized I got to go wipe my ass. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, like, I don't know what's butt. happening, but I've got to go wipe my ass, yeah. even though nothing happened. <laughs> yes, but to say it in a clever way. Because you could, Red Fox you know. could have said that. Because back in the day, Red Fox would have just said, yeah, we'll get mud butt or something like that. But, and it's yeah. funny <laughs> at face value. Which would have been funny. Which would have been funny. But, but he extrapolates it and gives you a new perspective. No, for sure. Does it, but it's that, yeah, that kind of weird shame that we all find and personalize within ourselves. Personalize it. Motherfucker was essentially an open you know? book. And. I am really looking forward to him coming back and all the people and that say, will. I don't, I, I don't give a fuck. I give a fuck about what he did and how it made those I ladies don't. feel. I don't. To a degree. But it doesn't mean I don't want to hear his fucking no. comedy. I right? want to make me laugh again. I don't. And, and what make, is it called? Negating? Yeah. 
Like when we negate people now. Yeah. Like you cancel, so, canceling. You, yeah. Canceling. Yeah. Is that what it is? You just nag when, when someone fucks up, we just decide you're canceled, you're negated. You There's no right. path to. You don't exist anymore right. in our fucking. Until you do. Like, and uh, then you come bullshit. back. Are you going to fucking tell me that like Louis C.K. has not like uh, contributed to the fucking like zeitgeist, like, zeitgeist yeah, to man. the lexicon even For of like sure. the way we talk and the way we interact 100%. with people? Of course he has. And fuck off if you fucking he think he has. Dude, remember. And so I'm, he took his dick out I and mean, he should be, you know, whatever the consequences of that, that the fucking world decides are going to be. That's fine. But man, we don't get to just like pretend he doesn't exist as yep. a human being. No, dude. Everybody bullshit. forgets Robert Downey Jr. fucking walked into somebody else's house thinking it was somebody else's house. Yeah. He was so fucking high. Yeah. And was the cops were called. Like, oh my God. We all make How many trips in and out of fucking rehab did that prick did have? Did that guy. Exactly. And now he's fucking the, the, the darling of everything. Yes. You know, and so, honestly. And by all accounts, Louis C.K. is a. Good fucking father. Yes. Like, no, like, not by, like, I mean, like, like, like there's no ex, question. All of his friends, everyone's like, no, this guy no is a fucking great father. No question. He yeah. takes care of his fucking kids. Yeah. He loves his fucking yeah. kids. He was actually probably good to his wife from what everyone was saying. Sure. Even though he was out on the road jerking off in front of people. I get it. Okay. But like, he has a different life than you, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Amen. Like, sorry, yeah. but like, there's a context to some of the shit you have 100%. to deal with. And I Louis honestly CK's out there say, doing it. I say to everybody, like, if you have still have a problem with him, you're still disgusted because, you know, we're three, you know, cis white males talking about this. Other people might have a different perspective. And if you have that different perspective, then by all means, never listen to him ever again. But yeah. that doesn't mean you get to tell don't us. Take that we him don't get away to see from him me. Again. The people had that problem with Howard Stern all the time. When people would call him and light him up, his response was always like, you have the power to turn off the fucking radio. You don't That's have it. to listen to me. That's it. You have a problem with me. You don't have to listen to me. Like I, I am. I watched Rosemary's Baby. I don't not watch Rosemary's Baby because Roman Polanski's a fucking child rapist monster. He is definitely that, but it doesn't mean I don't like that fucking movie. Yeah, it's you know? the separating the art from the person thing, and that's a very tenuous. Yeah, I understand dude, even after that, that documentary, I'm still gonna listen to Thriller. You <laughs> I'm know, sorry, hey man. And there's a lot of places, even restaurants and places, that won't play Michael Jackson because they think it's like, sure. you know, we've gotten to that point. Now, on a good note, I do think, and I've heard of several people talking about this just here and there, podcasty, interview wise. I'm going to go on record and think that I think we're turning the corner. Yeah, we are. I think we are not going down the rabbit hole of PC anymore and cancel and, and, and culture. cancer culture. Like everything in our lives is cyclical. Um, you know, rock is good, then it's bad, and rap is good, then it's bad, and and vice, and it goes over and over. And, and over bluegrass again. is always bad. And, uh, bluegrass is always bad. <laughs> um, I, I think we're going to get to a point where we're going to be able to say the words that we want to say without any repercussions anymore. There was a time we could and we didn't. I, I Well, within I, reason, you know, with well, con- thinking about context, obviously. if I go outside and scream white power, someone should run me over with a vehicle. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about in the context of what say we do or what yeah, other com- comedy, uh, like what funny. other funny podcasts do or comedians not getting beat up. I think we're turning the corner. I think people are I fed so. up with it. Um, the more people I interact with and talk to, I don't, I don't meet a lot of people anymore that are overtly offended by everything. I think the, the, the people that are on their keyboards speak louder than the people that aren't. Oh yeah. And, um, which is fine. That's just the world we live in. But I think as a sentiment, as a general mentality for the country, I think Mm -hmm. we've turned the corner. Well, there's a person in town who will remain nameless, but is a very well-known, uh, activist type in this town. 
And she is the type, if you read just her Facebook page, to be somebody who is upset by and offended by almost everything. Yet, when I see her at the fucking bar, I can say whatever the fuck I want to her and she laughs her ass off. So why, how horrible so, it is. So are, is she a phony? I, no, I think that it has to do with... What do you with, call that Because some context. people look at this as print. Because it is. It's an ink. You're like... My this is what matters to me. I can fuck around, but when it really comes to social issues and certain things, if you fuck with me, you fuck with my if family, you fuck case, with this, it, I'm coming after you and my Sean, shit if that was the case and comedians would never get anything, it's just not in print. I don't think it's the medium. I just think that that's how people think about it when they when their persona in real life doesn't match their public persona on Facebook. I think that, right. quite frankly, or I don't know who you're talking Twitter. about, but I think that's chicken shit. Yeah. If you're going to be that person, then be that person, whether it's in Bobby's looking at me knowing print, exactly who I'm talking about or, or whomever it might be. It doesn't matter. I think you got to be the person that you are regardless. And granted, we gild the lily with our resume and we gild the lily. I'm yes. sure with our Facebook and my whatever. resume said I have fucking but, Yale law. Boys. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Who's going to nobody's going to vet it. Well, no, no. Around here, they want to see you got kicked out of Yale law for like snowboarding too much or something. I think on my resume it says I was a dunk champion in night like 1993. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> Anytime I have like a gap in but employment, like I just put corporate entity. I just put a, a fake haberdashery. I actually yeah. <laughs> I say I went to MIT for one year, and it, my reasons for leaving was too rad. <laughs> I think I wrote <laughs> with a capital A. <laughs> but just a, just two with R&D. you know what though? Oddly enough, a two with one O. Crazy. That's all I did. Oh boy! Still got right. hired. Well, you know what? I think we should forego the uh, comment cunt rags because I couldn't really find a fucking article that was decent. That's no, fine. It's all good, man. And we could take a break. And sorry, but f- for those of you that voted yes for it, there wasn't uh, anything that really grabbed me. That's fine because Aaron Rodgers just, just delivered shit in the bed. Well so over an hour matter. of content. We and did. Yes. And, and 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 so it's going to be real. This probably point, the sweet spot. We, we got real. On it's the twenty. Reading. It's twenty to nothing as we record this. Uh, Niners Packers, which we called. I think by halftime this game would be over. I think Bobby and I were saying. I think so. And um, when Aaron Rodgers has six yards. Has this, Aaron uh, Rodgers been shut out in the first half of any playoff game? I'm going to say no. Oh, playoff off game top. I don't think no. Off right? the top so. of my head, no. I don't even know if any game. The, like never been shut out ever in the first half of oh, a game. Oh, I bet he has. But How I many mean, out damn. of his career? That first two year after Favre left, two or three maybe. I mean, you're talking about one of the best, arguably the best quarterback of all time, talent wise. I don't. Well, yeah, if we're gonna talk uh, like, as we wrap up on some football talk, foosball, we should send up uh, a little uh, flair to uh, our buddy Sam. It's the sport of kings. Our buddy Sam. Yeah. Uh, who Which called, Sam? Who I know called, several Sams. Um, what the fuck is Sam's last name? Your buddy. Which one? Saints boy, Sam. Um, fuck. Who I've been arguing with on Facebook for, I don't know, six months. Okay. Because he's been calling I don't the San say Francisco anyway. 49ers, um, you know, A paper farce. tigers, Ugh. paper champions, right. blah, 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 all that he kind of shit. He went full clubber because, laying on yeah, social media. Because he's just like, this team is not good. This team is not good. You know, well, and Garoppolo's just, wife, you listen, want a real man? Listen, I'll take you home. This, Sam's a good dude. We love th- Sam. This but. team is not winning because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's just be honest. They're winning because they not. have a one of the and most Packers complete. aren't losing because of fucking Aaron exactly. Rodgers. By any means, no. There's a lot it's more than a one QB. team has a better talent. This is ever. a better team we're dealing yes. with. And that means in two weeks, boys, the Super Bowl is going to actually be between the two best teams in football. No doubt about Which it. Which doesn't in my mind. happen every year. So I'm very excited about that. As a football fan, I'd yes. love to see my team in the in the game, but 
it, it these are the I two wish, best teams right I wish now. Aaron Rodgers ate more pork rinds. I wish he was <laughs> actually like sticking to some sort of regimen. Yes. Um, it would be um, great. Maybe he should keep banging Olivia Munn and dump Danica Patrick. Is he not banging Olivia Munn? Um, he bought a $30 million mansion with Danica Patrick and Malibu, I think. Recently. Wait, what? Wow. Wait, like, did they buy it to Airbnb it out together as like a second form of what income? What did I just say? <laughs> He, this is Aaron Rodgers. Do you think he has second forms of income? <laughs> oh, I know Danica Patrick. Dude, that GoDaddy money's got to be running out. And dude, she can't that, win a race. Dude, NASCAR people make more money than football players. And for losing. Yeah, like you, the last so, car is making She retired at money. 32. Oh, yeah, think, she's done, isn't she? I think I've been saying for the last 12, 13 years that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever seen. But if he dumped Olivia Munn, for, he's an idiot. And he's going out with Danica Patrick. And he's a moron. You went, you went from a nerdy chick who can like you watch went from movies with you. He went from, I always think of her as, as Gadget Prawn. That's fucking, fine. She's uh, Psylocke. She was, That's what fine. was she on? Sure. What was that show? I don't know. The She's show she was on G4. Shit. It was on G4. It was called, uh, it was like the nerd show. They talked about gadgets. They talked about nerd shit. She was That's on that fapping a, Attack of the show. Attack, attack of the, of the show. show was where she came <laughs> That's on. Where she came on. She's she is sure. an absolute gem nerd. She's a gem. She's, She's a great awesome. actress. And she's Gorgeous, and she's and it, like knows cool full fledged. Cool Lord of the Rings to you, dude. She's yeah. full fledged nerd. She's not pretend I'm no, the cute no, no, girl no, no, that no, no, knows no. about comic no, books. No, no, no. She and lives I've read the shit. I've read the text messages she used to send to like Aaron Rodgers, and she's a good chick. Yeah, <laughs> she's a solid person. So Danica, and now Danica Patrick, and uh, no, no slight against Danica Patrick. I'm sure she might she's be great. fine. She's my yeah. She's cute. Yeah. She's and people cute. grow apart, you know. They she's do. They do. Aaron, friend of the podcast. Come talk to us. Yeah, we need dude. to talk about all you this. You should have put a money. You're going to be having some spare time here yeah. Yeah, in dude. about 15 minutes. So, <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> hey, Aaron Rodgers, hey, call hey, us now. Hey, Can 12. we uh, dial hey, you 12. in for next week? Yeah, I was going to say 12. If you want to watch the Super Bowl with your boys here, friend of the podcast, A-Rod, let's do it. It's been a while, bub. Let's do it, Bubba. It's been a while since we've had a whiskey. Let's do it. Um, you know what he's going to do now that he's not playing football? He's going to swoop right in and steal your fucking seat at the table for Cheech Arone. He's going to He's a more popular Aaron. He's going to be with Cheech in that show instead of you. He's going to steal your wife and your girlfriend and then dump them before the date. Yeah, I don't know. He's That's not that what pretty, he's gonna... dude. He looks like a troll doll that cut his hair. All right, dude. Sean, Sean's living in a different place. Is Sean... She'll take me you think... okay. She'll I've take never met one back. chick that thinks that motherfucker's pretty. It doesn't matter. It's Aaron Rodgers. You've missed the post. It's funny you bring that up. Because... Never mind. I'm not going to go into it. He has a very not-so-fleeting resemblance to someone we know. <laughs> <laughs> that may or may not have been a problem in my relationship at some point. Oh, <laughs> but I he has he, a... He looks like the older, handsomer he has a wee, He has a wee peen, though. Yeah, it, Aaron Rodgers? No, the other guy. No, oh, no, I've heard all about that. Yeah. I've heard he has a fucking, yeah. What are you yeah. going to do? What are you going to do? Mushroom in a cornfield. Hey, what are you going to do? What's this? Yeah, do, would you call him uh, come quick thumb dick? <laughs> wow, dude. Wow. That, uh, and so see, we've this named is the, the episode. last five minutes of our episode. And we've named the episode. Come quick thumb dick? Yep. No, I thought it was. No, nope, it's it come quick thumb dick come now. Come quick thumb dick? I can't put that in iTunes. We'll pork get rinds. Wasn't he, didn't it's he make an, didn't pork he make rinds. an appearance in 1970? <laughs> Possibly. Come quick know. thumb dick? I think oh, that was Cumberbatch Thumberdick. Thumberdick Cumbershit. I'll figure out how What's to his name? right at the end. <laughs> What's his name? Will I'm you? just, I'm just going to turn this off. Bandersnatch. <laughs> Bandersnatch is the Black Mirror movie. That you choose your own adventure. Black Forest Hamber Batch. 
<laughs> That's a new offering from Boar's Head. Okay. I'm going to get this right, guys. By next week, I swear to God, I'm going to get this right. Uh, um, should we... Benedict, yeah, we're gonna go Landersnatch because <laughs> we are we are drift. Bang it, bang a dick, bang a dick, Hummer snatch, Hummer cratch, Hummer cratch. We are gonna see you next week. We love you. Drink oh. some pirate. Um, go, go Chiefs because the Niners can suck all the bags of dicks. And we love you. We will see you next week. And then the weekend after that's the Super Bowl. We're gonna figure that out. But don't worry, we'll we are be here for your. Uh, listening pleasure. Dana, enjoy Letter Kenny. He texted me earlier and said he was starting to dig in and he loved it. Dana, you're welcome. And Danny loved it too. I saw his. Yeah, you're there. welcome. You're welcome. Ah! Bah! Broderick, come on your eye patch. Boy, that was a stretch. <laughs> that was a real stretch. <laughs> 